Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Welcome to Top 5, a show where we count things down from number 5 to number 1. And this week, from our Discord, Top 5 Ways to Unwind. Oh, wait. I think that's supposed to be Top 5 Ways to Unwind. Could be. Discord sounds like a word in the uh, Volga Turban accent, too. Could be. Discord here is plugged into dead lamp over there. I- I'm wondering if we have a lot of similar items on our lists is going to be my, my guess. Mine are pretty broad and, I think, pretty obvious. My number 5 is to play video games where, you know, if I get super stressed and it's not like I'll go and do, you know, something that requires a lot of, um, you know, hand-eye coordination, you know, it's not like I'm playing some first-person shooter, uh, you know, kind of stuff. But I'll sit back and just, in a blink of an eye, three hours will pass and I will play, you know, the electronic pinballs on the uh, on the PS4, the, uh, what is it, the Zen, Zen Pinball. Or Zen Games Pinball. And it's just like, oh, I can just sit that in, sit there and just relax and do that. And it's not stressful. It's not like a big deal. And at the end of that time, I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm really relaxed after that. And I'm really excited about playing pinball games. So my number five that I had as a way to unwind is to play video games. Now, there are, I think there are probably some other games like Tetris is also another one that I can just sit and relax to. Um, playing uh, Mystic Veil, the electronic version of Mystic Veil is another one. Uh, but, uh, yeah, definitely there's not any first person shooters or ghost recons or, um, uh, GTAs in, in my, uh, in my lineup when it comes time to relax. Well, that's actually my number five as well. Mm-hmm. And there are GTAs in my lineup, but I have actually on my phone, a bunch of literally mindless games that I can play. I have, uh, Two different versions of bricks and balls where you just it's just breakout it's what we played on the atari in oh, 1979 yeah, yeah. yeah and then i have a couple of uh i have one that's like a resource management game and i i have one of those choices games have you seen these where mm-hmm. it's the ads are always these weird animated young adult things where it's like oh my god is my boyfriend cheating on me oh ah! but i play choices and it's very relaxing because i can do terrible things to these people's lives and have no consequences. But yeah, Grand Theft Auto is definitely on my roster. And lately I have been playing just marathon rounds of Diablo three. Mm. They, they just rolled out their anniversary content. And every year you have an anniversary content where you can go and essentially you can play Diablo one in Diablo three, which doesn't seem to make any sense, but it's all based on that same continuity. Mm-hmm. And they actually go to the trouble of making the animation more... Like uh, voicing it? They, yeah, but they went through... They take the existing animation of the game and they've made it much more blocky. 
Wow. And all of the movements are more stiff. So basically, it's as though they're trying to replicate what you would play back in the day on a PS1. And you can go and find the actual uh, bits and pieces of the old city. So the, the original book game was set in Tristram. The new game is set in New Tristram. But you can go back and find characters from the old city, and you have to fight the old characters who look the way they did in the previous game. So it's actually kind of cool. Mm, cool. Rodrigo, do you have video games on, on your uh, on your list? I do. Video games is actually my number one. Ah, okay. Um, oh, we ruined your number one. No, no. I, actually, it's good. It takes a lot of pressure off. Um, <laughs> so, Let yeah, me guess. Yeah. The Pokemons I mean, I, are pretty relaxing for you. Yeah. Uh, right now, I am... I've, I've finished the game, which for me, with Pokemon, that means that now I actually get to play the game. Because what I'm most interested in is uh, being a, a Pokemon rancher rather than mm. <laughs> being a, a, a Pokemon trainer or, or fight master. Yeah. So I just spend a lot of time growing Pokemon with the abilities and, and things that I want them to have, kind of just to have. And then, you know, it's like, it's kind of the same thing that I do with magic cards, which is that I build these decks and I'm like so proud of them. And I'm like, oh, I have to find somebody to play against. <laughs> and so like actually take the deck out for a spin. So I was like, I'll actually like get into fights either with the uh ai or or i'll actually take them online to try them out and see if they're actually as good as i think they are um and most of the time it turns out that they are it's just i'm not a very good trainer so mm. i make mistakes during the fight that are probably kind of bush league i see well but i mean it's it's relaxing i sat down and watched uh uh the boy play the pokemon what is it the sword he he played sword mm -hmm. And just watched him play like the first, I don't know, couple of uh, arenas to get his uh, to get his gym badge. It's like, wow, that's pretty relaxing. He's like, yeah, it's a way to burn out the day. So video yeah. games, no, no yeah, surprise on everybody's list. Shape, yeah. 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 All right. Uh, Rodrigo, what do you have for number five, though? Uh, my number five is talking to someone. Mm hmm. Um, and I kind of hate talking to people, but. I don't mind if, if A, it's somebody I'd like, uh, which is rare, uh, but, you know, my wife is pretty nice, so I like talking to her. Mm, she's um, And also, I kind of don't mind just listening to people kind of talk at me. So sometimes, like, a friend will call and they'll be like, hey, you'll never guess what happened with this thing. And I'm like, what is it? And I'll just let them go at it. And it's like, talk and talk and talk and talk. And then like, oh, well, what do you think about that? And I'm like, I'm not sure. What do you think about that? And just like, <laughs> let them roll. If it's anything, like, that's dad's fault. And that'll keep going for half. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, I just, I kind of, it's kind of, it's winding for me to, to have to like take part in the conversation. But mm -hmm. if somebody's just willing to talk at me, and again, I don't hate them. Uh, which is rare. Um, then I'm more than willing to just sit here and listen. And I'm actually, I'll actually like pay attention to what they're saying. But I'm like, I don't like. I, it takes energy for me to like contribute. You just keep talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, well, that's a good one. Uh, my number four. I think this is probably another one on a lot of people's list. I'm going to make a, a last minute substitution and, and refine it, make it a little bit more specific. And that's just to randomly surf YouTube. 
and see what I can find. And sometimes these videos are so relaxing, I fall right to sleep. My recent algorithm that YouTube has now locked onto are these people that go and explore abandoned places. Oh, those are so good. They are really weird. There's, they'll be like, I just watched one uh, tonight where it's like, we explored a 600 room mansion that has been abandoned since 1978. And it's, it's just these guys running, you know, walking through this mansion. I watched another one where they went and found a, another uh, house where there was a safe, where there was stuff actually inside. And of course the code of the urban explorers is, you know, you don't t- you don't uh, take, you don't steal, you leave everything the way you found it. And so it's, it's fascinating just to go down into that deep dive, but other times it'll just be random stuff. Uh, I think a new algorithm that's going to start uh, triggering much more videos on my list are repairing uh, classic arcade systems. I, I don't know why I watched a guy repair an old asteroids game troubleshoot mm-hmm. the asteroids game for like an hour the video was an hour of him just asteroids you know, is the best well he's just trying to figure out why this thing burned out and work around it and make it work right again and make it look good and then of course i come back later and it says hey we recommend that you watch here's another guy repairing a joust machine and here's another thing so uh yeah. my number four definitely just to relax when i got nothing to do when it's like an hour before we record shows or something i'll just sit down turn on youtube on the tv on our apple Uh, TV and just see what the recommendations are and find something that's fascinating. Sometimes it'll go down a cooking uh, hole, but uh, lately it is the abandoned spaces uh, niche, I guess. So there you go. That's my number four surfing the YouTube. Uh, Matthew, what do you have for number four? My number four is a very specific type of a very common thing that people use to to unwind or to kill time. Uh, A lot of people watch TV. We watch TV all day at work, mostly because, you know, in case of an emergency, we do need access to the local television channels. But what that means is usually the Lifetime Network. But when I get home, I have a very specific type of thing that I need to watch that will actually unwind my brain. And it's reruns. Generally, it will be reruns. Hey, 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 of a specific show. For a very long time, it was Scrubs. There are like nine seasons of Scrubs, and like six of them are good. So you could watch Scrubs. But then Scrubs has kind of fallen out of favor. You can't find it anymore. For a while, I was watching The Mindy Project. But lately, I have about three things in rotation that I will watch. And this, the, if you have these three things and you understand the way the Venn diagram of these three items interact, you will know how my brain works. One, of course, is How I Met Your Mother. Mm. 208 episodes of that so usually you can go weeks without actually having that cycle back around and be the same thing uh there's family guy which is in like episode 35 of season 17 and people give me hell about that they're like that's a terrible show you're a terrible person and that's true um but there's something about watching the reruns especially reruns of good episodes that is kind of comforting because you know what's coming and you're sitting there and you don't need to expend any brain power on, you know, a, a man in a cartoon Hawaiian shirt saying giggity. But lately we've also, thanks to the kid, cycled in Victorious, which was a Nickelodeon show for, mm-hmm. for like four years. Mm-hmm. So like 57 yeah. episodes of Victorious. I can watch one of those. We've seen them all. I know how they all go. It's a very broad comedy. It's a Dan Schneider show. So it's yeah. basically an 80s Friday night sitcom except with, you know, modern pretty people. And I, I know how they all go. My brain will just kind of switch off and I can 
go into a mode where all my stress is going away because you know that here in a minute, Jade is going to say something mean or Barney's going to say something dumb. And no matter how mean or dumb it is, it will always be nicer and more intelligent than the things that people have said to you to work that you need to unwind from. That's why it's reruns. If, if I'm watching a new show, sometimes it's actually stressful, uh, especially if it's like, you know, Flash or one of the, the CW programs. I have to have my brain on and focused to watch those shows. And not just because Steven and I do a podcast, but because you want to appreciate those. So having a rerun is a, just a good way to have, I call it video wallpaper, something pretty to look at while you just shut down the, the danger portions of your brain and reset everything that needs to be reset. Yeah, there you go. Rodrigo, what do you have for number four? Uh, my number four is uh, pretty broad, and that is uh, hitting something. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> um, um, okay. When uh, you said it was a pretty broad, I was like, no, that's offensive, but now yeah, I understand. Well, don't right. hit that. Well, no. Um. So it's uh, uh, something that I think I used to talk about a lot more. Don't talk about it so much as that. I uh, I actually know how to play the drums. And um, I enjoy it. It's fun. It's fun learning a new song. It's fun doing all that stuff. But the, the thing that's really good about playing the drums is that it's a very uh, kind of energy intensive uh, exercise. It's hard to be a drummer. And, you know, the way like guys who play guitar, they'll just like take a guitar and like strum it and like lean back. It's like if you're a drummer, you can't really do that. Otherwise, you're just like going to dig the bongos into your lap. Like there's a there's a way that you have to stand. There's a way that you have to do it, and it takes a lot of energy. So it's kind of a, a means of exercising. Um, it's pro it's this far down because I don't uh, I didn't bring my drum set with me when I moved, and also I, I do have a couple of drums. Like I have a jambe and I have a pair of bongos, but um, I live in a townhouse so mm. it's hard to ever know when it's going to be a huge inconvenience for the neighbors for me to start playing the drums and and here's the thing when you play your tv really loud maybe the neighbors can hear it um but that sounds been like equalized you know like normalized mm -hmm. when you play an actual drum it'll like the sound, even if you play it gently, will like just go right through concrete. So it's it's difficult for me nowadays to find a, a time and a place to to sit down and play the drums, which kind of in and of itself makes it stressful. So that's that's dropped a lot more in in uh, in, in where where it would be on my list before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now that makes a lot of sense. Have you seen those? I, I think about you um, when I'm see these little ads for these. Uh, they say they're, it's like playing a drum, but it's more like playing a marimba, I think. It's yeah, this little like round thing with these, yeah, it's had these little pads that are cut into like a steel drum thing, and you just hit these little pads, and it makes the sound of the, kind of like a marimba, but a but a ringing uh, tonal sound. I don't know if you'd seen those before. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff uh, like that around. I mean, there's just like things that are just like a padded little brick, and mm -hmm. you can basically practice on it, and it doesn't make a lot of noise, and that's the point is to practice without, you know, waking up your mom. And, um, 
those are fine, but A, they're actually sometimes surprisingly expensive. Yeah. And uh, and B, like, I don't have one, and I never think to, like, go out and get one, you know? So I'm always like, oh, yeah, I kind of feel like playing the drums. It's like, oh, it's like, it's literally 2 a.m. I can't do that <laughs> right now. And also, I couldn't go out and buy one of those. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. just kind of don't. Cool. All right. We are back around, and I think we are up to our number threes. And my number three is to sit around and make something. Um, I know that when you are making things, you, you know, it takes a lot of concentration, uh, but sometimes that can be very relaxing. Um, Just recently, as of this recording, uh, I finished my little mini retro arcade station that I had 3D printed like years ago and had put together and sanded, but never stuck the electronics in. And then on Christmas Eve, I was like, well, you know, I've got like six hours today of nothing going on. How about if I just see if I can put all the guts inside this thing and get it working? And so I just sat there and just for the afternoon, didn't think I was spending that much time on it. Uh, just finished building this thing and got it working. And it was very relaxing. The same way when I use my um, my laser cutter, if I've got a design, you kind of have to sit there and monitor it so that it just in case a fire happens so that you're there in case the fire happens. Uh, there's something just very relaxing, just sitting there listening to that very loud whining and watching, you know, your cut, your design or whatever that you're putting into acrylic or wood cuts or whatever, just come to life. So I like making things as a way to unwind. Building Lego sets is a good way to unwind because it's just very relaxing, picking up those pieces, putting them together, seeing how they fit, hunting. I, I'm not somebody that, uh, what is it, uh, knurling, whenever you lay out all the parts uh, in an order or grouping them together. I like picking through the pile to find it because that's half the fun. And right. so making things is a great way for me to unwind. Matthew, what do you, what is your number three? My number three is surprising even to me uh, because generally speaking, uh, when you talk about is a person more oriented verbally or more oriented numerically you know, is it someone who's very into flippity diberty words or someone who's really good at math? And that's not necessarily a, an XY axis that goes back and forth, but it's one of the things that I've run into over my life. So it's like, I, I'm not really good with words. I'm excellent at, at like calculus. I'm a wordy dude. I, I am known for the interesting word usements, what I do structure. And so it's weird to me that my number three has become such an important part of de-stressing and it's Sudoku which is basically a, a numerical crossword. When I'm at work, um, I'm doing little bits of pr process and procedure 30 seconds to a minute at a time. So I'm doing a few seconds worth of concentration to finish one specific task. And you can't necessarily do a crossword and think of this is the complex clue and the answer is Yuli's gold. You're, my brain just doesn't want to do that. The, the parts of my brain that would do a crossword are actually engaged in the process of doing my job. But having the list of one through nine and putting them on the paper in the correct order and making sure that you're using one through nine once in each row and once in each cube and once in each column, that's something that really does help, especially if we're super busy. It really does help me to not be overwhelmed by what's going on. And mm -hmm. if you if you do the hard ones, there's the I go and I go to like the New York Times website. There's the easy, which I can usually clear in about three minutes. 
the medium, which are wildly inconsistent, so those can take, you know, 20 minutes. But the hard ones are actually in some ways the most satisfying because they, for some reason, never take as long as the medium. But they're also, you have fewer numbers to start with. And so my brain is like, ha a challenge. And honestly, you can cheat if you have to, which is great, which is why I do it online and not just on a piece of paper. Although I have been known if I get really bored, if I'm training someone to grid out my own grid and then take a starting point, just bring something up on my phone for a starting point with the numbers and then try and fill out Sudoku while I'm training people to do my job. And it's not as disrespectful as it sounds, I promise you. But it's really strange because I, I don't love math. I don't love numbers. But if I'm focused on doing something else, the part of my brain that does numbers is very satisfied by numbers. It's like that point in critical hit where I'm not thinking. I'm trying to do something else. And Rob's like, what's 57 times 3? And I'm like 171 because I'm not thinking about numbers, but the numbers are there in my brain. It's fascinating. It's a, it's a real thing. I think psychologically speaking, there's a study to be made, but I'm not qualified to do it. So I'm just going to go do my number three, a nice Sudoku. All right. Uh, Rodrigo, what is your number three? We are burning through our list, and this is, is relaxing all of us, I think. Yes, I'm relaxed. very relaxing. Oh, my number three is doing top five. No, um, <laughs> actually doing top now doing top five can be surprisingly stressful. Oh yeah. Especially when Steven is like, no, you can't do this and you can't do this and you can't. I do mean, this. honestly, there's some, there's some completely innocuous lists that are, that are like intensely stressful for me. It's like, like anytime we've done anything caught, hoop. anything, any, anytime we've done anything car related, I'm like, I don't know what a, what it, I can't, I don't know anything about cars, but I do it anyway. Or I yeah. fake an injury. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yes, my number three way to unwind is to go to the mall <laughs> today. Let's go to the mall. That's right. Um, so, uh, the mall is nice. Uh, going to the mall is something that I've done. All my life, that's something that my parents enjoyed doing a lot. Um, when I was a kid, we would go to the mall all the time. Um, and because there wasn't a lot of money to go around, we'd never buy anything. Yeah. So I, I've, I, I've talked to other people about going to the mall. And a lot of people find going to the mall very stressful because they find things they want and then they feel compelled to buy them. I've, I've talked to people who feel that it's like wrong, like morally wrong to go to the mall and not buy anything. Like mm. you're using the mall as a space, but not buying anything that's like bad. And I'm like, no, that's no, that's not true. It's like the potential of you buying something is fine. Also, people buy plenty of stuff. Don't worry about it. Um, you know, sometimes I go to the mall specifically to buy something and then I still get to walk around and that's fine. There's food courts. Um, if you want to eat out, so it's all good, but yeah, there's just, you know, some people find it too crowded and certainly, I mean, as we record this, we've just rolled through all the, the, the winter holidays in the U S and it does get very, you know, malls do get incredibly crowded. The ones that are still alive get incredibly crowded during the holidays. Uh, but then they it like peters out. I, I don't think a lot of people like 
go to the like you know like a saturday afternoon there'll be a lot of people there but i have a weird schedule so i can go to the mall at like 2 p.m and there's like nobody there yeah oh and hey. i can just and i can just like walk around um sometimes there's like teenagers around and that's a little scary um <laughs> Okay, Boomer. Uh, you should yeah, go. You should go check terrifying. out my number four. You should go check out the abandoned spaces because the abandoned mall ones are just fascinating. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm all for. I'm all for looking. At it. I do like abandoned stuff. I'd never go myself because that sounds like just asking oh, no, it, for for an emergency tetanus shot. Yes, yeah, some of these places are definitely scary, but um, they have like three categories, right? They have like malls that have been abandoned, like nobody is there. And then they're called near dead malls, which is what like the Salina mall is like, uh-huh. uh, where it's just basically four stores in the entire place and everything else is closed and half the food court is closed. Yet people are still hanging out. And then there's ones yeah. that are on the verge of collapse where like half the stores like the what's the is it white Lake, not white lakes. What's the main mall there in Topeka, Matthew? Uh, the Westridge mall. Yeah, that one would be like on the you know on the verge yeah, it's dying yeah. Yeah, yeah it's the dying one and then they have the nearly abandoned ones and then they have the totally abandoned ones but yeah go go travel around some of those half empty malls rodrigo that sounds very relaxing that's yeah. terrifying don't ever do that it's I, just scary yeah so what have we done all three have we done all, all of our number threes that was our number three i'm so relaxed my number two is oh. i like to go for a walk and I like to listen to audiobooks. I get most of my reading done through audiobooks. And if I can go out and just walk when it's nice, uh, when there's not a lot of other people around, I've got a very specific route that uh, takes me, or route, that takes me uh, exactly four miles. So in about an hour, I can get some healthy exercise done, and I can get through a couple of chapters in a book. And when I come back, I've got, you know, you could tell me, oh, so what'd you see on your walk? I'd be like, I don't know, because I was so relaxed listening to my audio book on my walk. I didn't even notice anything. So it's very relaxing, very comforting. I'm not one that um, if I would to go outside and people are like, oh, why don't you just listen to nature sounds? And there's not really nature sounds around. It's it's Western Kansas. Nature sounds is a truck. Yeah. And so I don't want to listen to that. So I'll just put on my uh, my AirPods and. And walk around, listen to my audiobook, and uh, just relax and, and have a good time that way. That would have been my number one, but uh, I don't do it as, as uh, much as the one that I do at number one. But walking and listening to audiobooks, highly recommended. Nice. It's like, uh, here's the beautiful chant of the Western Meadowlark again. Yes, I know exactly, <laughs> right? Pocket a pocket a queep, pocket a yeah. pocket a queep. Um, Matthew, what is your no, number no. two? My number two is actually one that uh, I keep being surprised that people are surprised at this um, because uh, I don't know if, if you're listening to this show right now, you probably know that uh, I talk a lot. If you listen to all of our major spoilers podcasts, you will know that I talk a lot and I think I sound pretty good at it. And occasionally I do make sense, but that sort of vocal prowess comes from my training in radio and the fact that my career for the last god 20 years has been various phone and call center positions but people are always surprised by my number two the fact that when i'm really stressed i sing and not necessarily just like you know la di da di do things that i do during the podcast or when something a, a phrase pops into my head and i'm like do 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 I'm talking flat out singing, and I have a kid who is uh, actually now in the state 
honor choir, the state choir. It's amazing. And she's like, she sings really beautifully. And uh, I like to think that I had some input on that because all of her life, when I get irritated, we get in the car and we drive around and I sing. Now, granted, I'm not singing good music. I'm singing my music. Um, And 80% of that is the album Pearl Jam 10. But there is something about getting specifically in my car where the acoustics are perfect, uh, but getting someplace and just singing out whatever frustrations you have. Uh, And, you know, lately I've been getting into, I think the easiest way to describe it is imagine any era of music, imagine the equivalent of what emo music would be during that era. Mm -hmm. And that is what will work for me. So like 19, uh, whatever. So yeah, the well, The Cure is not really my speed, but like Adele Shannon's Runaway from the 50s, perfectly right in my wheelhouse. And sadly, and I've said this before, and I'll continue to say it until I die, it is so frustrating that I do not love country music, but I have a perfect voice for country music. Yeah, yeah, right up to the range. Yeah, right up to those Conway, Twitty, Rudely Boodlies. And it's so infuriating to me. And the only way that I can even, you know, I, the only way that I can make this work. Give can, in to the dark side, Matthew. Become a no. country singer. Give I'll in to the you. hate. Give I'll in to the morose. Give in to the evil feelings that come from losing your dog and your car and your beer and just sing about it already. Stephen's number one is taunting his friends, <laughs> by the way. Uh, no, I've, I've found a way to deal with the cognitive dissonance that this causes. And it's two words. Michael Nesmith. So he's a monkey, but mm-hmm. it's all country influenced and it's all Nashville stuff. And as long as it's Mike or Mike adjacent, I can sing that country music like, and uh, I will be, I'll be happy. Like, uh, what's his name that everything is beautiful and the streak uh, he's country yeah, adjacent. Yeah. yeah. That guy. Sure. I, that's the guy. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's, uh, there's a lot of times in U S music history when country has become very popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure there's, plenty of rockabilly stuff that you like and that's what country sounds like now comes more from that i feel than from like actual like old school country right and you know there there are times when and i'm I'm not proud of this but you know most of what i know about modern music comes from the various uh guitar rock modules for the ps4 sure so guitar hero one through seven and you know guitar hero aerosmith but there are a few there's one song it's called psychobilly freakout and it goes like this. It's a psycho belly freak out. That's pretty much the whole song. Love that. The the 15 or 17 words that are in it are all screamed at the top of your lungs. And God, you feel better afterwards. Whoever you're mad at, whoever you're hurt by, whoever you wish were you know in front of the car right at that given moment. Not that that would ever happen because that's inappropriate and bad. And we don't give into those feelings because, you know, destructive. But you'll feel like you did. And whether that's a good thing or not. It's really up to you. Again, once again, there's some psychological stuff that could be studied here, but I, I, I'm just going to move on. I think country music singer, open mic night, is in your future <laughs> of 2020, Matthew. Yeah, you, you know, can be, it can be your, uh, oh, I forgot. It could be like your Ron Swanson thing. Yeah. Ron Swanson. Like a, Duke, what's the name, Duke Silver? Yeah. <laughs> just come up with a, yeah, one with of a my, persona. One of my greatest moments of pride as an adult is the fact that I am a three-time karaoke champion. I have won money. 
for singing in public. I'm not talking about three times karaoke. I'm just saying, get up there and do your country western. I'm sure there's a country western bar in Topeka <laughs> that has an open mic night that you just go up and you say, "Hey boys, play this song," and then you uh, then you turn around and the light comes up and. I'm loving him today. Yeah, that'll probably not happen. I see but, it in your know, 2020. It's nice to dream. Yeah. You see my 2020? I see it in your 2020. Well, it's good that you have 2020 vision because you haven't for the past 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> Rodrigo, what do you have for number two? Uh, my number two is probably the most relaxing thing on my list, but it's a number two because I try to use it sparingly. Um, there are times when uh, I I suffer from migraines and uh, I've had other issues uh, to deal with. And sometimes I'm just sick and I don't get a very good night's sleep. And I'm like, I need, like, I need to sleep mm -hmm. before work or yep. before an episode of Critical Hit. Mm -hmm. uh, otherwise, I'm not going to be functional. So I will go down to the living room, put on uh, the Netflix, and find uh, anything. And there's usually between five and 20 things around <laughs> that is narrated by Sir David Attenborough. <laughs> And I do. I just put that on and I like don't look at the TV because usually it's interesting. Usually it's like nature documentaries. Mm -hmm. um, and I try to fall asleep to that voice. And a lot and very frequently it works. Um, my my favorite for that is the uh, Blue Planet series, which are documentaries about the ocean. Yeah. So it's David Attenborough narrating over like crashing waves and like surf. Ooh. So it's it's very relaxing. And like every once in a while I'll be asleep and I'll be relaxed, I'll be surf and waves, and they'll be like, and here is the bull elephant seal. And it'll be like rah, rah, and like <laughs> it'll be like a huge, like crazy noise, and it'll wake me up. But it's like, oh, then he'll talk about its mating habits, and I'm like, okay, well, it's not screaming anymore. I can go to bed. Yeah. Have you ever tried it with Werner Herzog? I haven't. You because... should, because it's, it's the ballerina spins and spins, indicative of the chaos that will eventually crush and destroy us all. I, it's you should very, never very... watch this tape. You should destroy it. <laughs> exactly. The, Look at the baby the only, Yoda. The only so Werner Herzog thing that I have access to for free, or, or for a service that I'm already paying for, is this uh, movie called Dinotasia. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Okay. It's it's him narrating this movie that was clearly not meant to be narrated. And then they brought him in because they were like, oh, like people aren't going to understand what this is. So it's like these dinosaurs like running around and like fighting each other. And yeah, it's like here we present uh, Dromesio Mimus running away from this other lizard <laughs> in this beautiful Dinotasia. He will and soon like, die, as we all will die. So I mean, know. and and they do because a lot of uh, a lot of tar pits back then. Yeah, yep. specifically is a movie that was made to be very scientifically accurate, and of course, it goes from fossils, which means all of the dinosaurs in that 
became those fossils obviously died and most of them because they want this to be interesting died in interesting ways so it's a movie about dinosaurs getting eaten dinosaurs having like their faces smashed by like another dinosaur dinosaurs falling into pits you know that sort of thing so it's like it's 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 kind of disturbing well my number one uh kind of like yours rodrigo i gotta take a nap uh, if I'm if I know that there's something coming up and I just want to relax and not get too worked up about it, it's nap time. And one of the kind of like you, one of the fascinating things that I will do is that I will be here in my office and I'll turn off the lights, uh, except for the the mood light that's going on and the uh, the little starry space thing that I have mm-hmm. spinning around my head. I'll lay down on the couch and I'll play podcasts of you know just whatever's in my ro- rotation. I'll just play it. I'll lay down. And I'll just put my hand over my eyes and close my eyes. And then the weird thing that happens, I don't know if this ever happens to any of you guys. My dreams will be basically interpreting what I'm hearing from the podcasts. And it gets weird and it gets trippy and it gets surreal. And oftentimes I will wake up just so relaxed because I, my inner, my inner Steven was laughing so hard at the images that were being conjured up by listening to these podcasts. And I can remember exactly what was what they were talking about on the podcast because it's like, oh, I I had that playing out in my head. And so it's really fun to do that. And it's a great way to unwind. And it is why taking a nap is my number one. Matthew, what it, you are, the, you're going to wrap up the show because you've already heard of Rodrigo's number one. It's true. So what do you have for number one? But then going to bed for me actually requires medical equipment. So. It's not something that you can just go and do. Sometimes I'll fall asleep places, but that's really more of a coma. My number one, I think, is something that is probably unique to me, and I'm really sort of fine with that. I wouldn't wish it on anyone else. Um, But I discovered, and it's been like six years now, I discovered how zen, how incredibly relaxing it is for me to go out on the Internet and look for a picture of a a specific fictional character to find the best, most appropriate picture, stick it on my phone and keep it in a file for later. And then someone will say to me, Hey, you know, it would be fun. Could you talk about uh, 10 superheroes who also wear funny hats? So my number one is actually assembling the stuff that I will use to eventually make 10 things, which we do at major spoilers. You guys, you should go check it out. It's actually a lot of fun. But right now, I'm I'm looking at my phone. I have 54 gigabytes of images in my file um, that I use, that I keep all of my uh, pictures. Sometimes I'll go and find a better one. Or certain characters, you you need more than one of because they had different eras or they look different. Or you just have two really great pictures. But there's something really calming, especially if someone has said, hey, can you do X? There's something really calming about going out and going, okay, well, what what is this? What does it mean? And who are the characters that fit whatever that category would be? How would this even look? And putting that all together. And I think part of it is the fact that my mind sort of works that way anyway. My memory is just full of crap. If, if there is a way to keep a piece of information in your head that is in no way profitable, useful, or adult in nature. Well, I won't say adult because I do have adult thoughts, but that's a different podcast. But if it's something that you can't really benefit from, but it's still kind of cool, that's what my mind really sticks with. And so 
just trying to put together these assemblages is incredibly relaxing for me. I'll do it in the car. Sometimes I'll do it at lunch. Sometimes my wife will yell at me because I'll get irritated about something and I'll be just like messing with my phone. And I'm like, Ooh, this guy and that guy have the same hat or wait, this person over here, she's wearing a helmet that looks just like this guy's helmet. So what if we do that? And then, you know, you put something together there and eventually like one out of 10 of them are actually really fun. So it, maybe it's more of a compulsion at this point, but it's definitely one of the things that helps me to unwind the very most. The assemblage of the 10 things for my friends on the internet. I suppose an obsession can be relaxing, right? Some people are obsessed yeah. with like knitting or crochet or finding that one comic book or, you know, collectible thing. And that, that can be, I guess, relaxing for people. I, yeah. I think nowadays we... We kind of live uh, in a in a moment in time where, uh, like, work like wants of you to be like into it. It's like, oh, this is your job, but we're also a family, and also you should love this. Right. Um. So there's a lot of uh, relaxation and excitement in finding your own and and making your own work, right? And mm -hmm. having hobbies that are like actual work um, and require you to think about them and require you to make decisions and require you to do things um, as opposed to just things that you do absentmindedly. So, I, I mean, I totally get it. I, again, that's my thing with Pokemon is, you know, it's like it's actually lots of little tiny decisions mm -hmm. that ultimately don't influence my life other than the fact that i spend way too much time making them yeah um but uh yeah it's just you know it's something that is simultaneously uh like works out your brain and relaxes you because it's fun yeah yep. there, there you go That's ladies why and gentlemen. My, my list of websites at work goes uh work related thing work related thing uh 15 <laughs> different websites now Wikipedia, now now blocked by your workplace sites <laughs> They haven't blocked too much. They they blocked one temporarily because the ads started popping up with inappropriate mm. material, and I'm like, oh dear, that's not good. But yeah, how did that happen? I have no idea how those algorithms work. Anyway, Who's listeners, Al? that Al is Gore's our top rhythm? five list of ways that we unwind. Now it's time for you to share your top five list. Head over to majorspoilers.com in the comments section. You can share your top five there, or you can head over to Discord. More people finding the Discord server each and every day. That Major Spoilers Discord even has a channel for top five where you can share your list. You can share top five suggestions and so much more. Why? Because everybody loves a list, and we will talk with you soon. This podcast is copyright 2020 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hurry into Ram Power Days and experience the raw power of the Ram 3500 with available best-in-class torque and towing among 350-3500 pickups when properly equipped. Strap yourself in for one powerful ride in the Ram TRX with the most horsepower of any gas pickup ever built. Or the Ram 1500, awarded number one in driver appeal among light-duty pickups by J.D. Power three years in a row. Hurry into Ram Power Days going on now. 
for J.D. Power 2022 U.S. award information, visit jdpower.com awards.